Maybe at work? In the car? Wherever you are. Time for Geocache Talk. Whether you are at work, in the car, or wherever you are, we hope you enjoy this show about the great sport of geocaching. If you are watching live on YouTube, you can be part of the adventure tonight in the chat room and participate with others as they watch the show. If you are listening later, please give it a like and subscribe on your favorite podcasting app so that you can get all of the weekly Geocache Talk goodness. Hey everybody, a big thanks to the Travel Bugs for the music on the audio side, and our feature patrons, Captain Howie, Family Gustafson, and if I screw up all these names, hey guys, I'm sorry, uh, Gary and Jesse do a much better job at that, uh, B Mars 7391 Curiosity Girl, Glowworm77, Kevin's to Betsy, Bounce Bounce, Poan, Three Happy Campers, Team Ewart, and our new patrons, Gas Station Tuna, and returning is Sue's mom, uh, Runner Caster, the truck, Jay Susel, Jay Hussey, sorry, uh, Little Miss Sunshine, Just Finding Our Way, DJW House, AWOL, and Sackishness. Uh, if you want to become a patron, click on the Become a Patron link on the front of the Geocache Talk website or head over to patreon.com forward slash geocache talk for more details. Patrons will get the famous blackout coin and other geocaching items during the year, as well as bonus content and invites to special events. Only for patrons, support levels start at as little as the bison level, which is only $3 a month. So let me welcome my co-host, Jeff from Cash Line. How you doing, Jeff? Or, I'm oh, sorry, that's Jesse there. We got flat Jesse sitting there. <laughs> Better get that right. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, hello, hello. So, you doing all right, Jeff? I'm Jesse, doing good. Jeff? Yeah, passing time. <laughs> Sadly, I am not Jesse. No, no. They're, in fact, if you're wondering where Jesse and Gary are, we know they've been putting out so much content in the last few weeks since this whole pandemic started that uh, Jeff and I wanted to take over the show and give them a little bit of a break. So, that's what we're doing tonight. We're taking a little bit of a break in... Uh, and so, sorry, guys, you're stuck with us tonight, um, but we're going to be talking something about that we probably know a little bit about right now, and that's the vlogger dilemma. Um, with everything shut down, a lot of us can't go out caching 
how are we coping and being able to get this content out to you guys and so that you guys can enjoy it as well. So that's kind of what we're going to be talking about tonight. Um, but we got some, there's some news that we're going to jump into. Um, so first off started yesterday was the blue switch day, 2020 souvenir. Um, I didn't actually go casting yesterday. I was working on a lot of stuff here at the house, but I did go get my blue switch souvenir today. Um, and that's going to go on through uh, December 31st. So if you don't get it this weekend, you're okay. Were you able to get yours, Jeff? Yeah, I wasn't able to go yesterday. I was too busy baking a cake. But uh, Yeah, I saw did. that video. <laughs> <laughs> I did manage to get out today just for a couple nearby, and uh, I haven't logged them yet, so I still got to get that souvenir. But, okay. you know, it's one, it's one thing to get the souvenir between now and December, but it's another to get it this weekend. This is the weekend that counts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I know a lot of places they can't get out there and go caching and that's fine. Or you're not comfortable about going out and caching. That's fine too. So, I mean, I know seeing like the uh, geocache challenge of the month this month is to, if you haven't watched the video, go check out Joshua, the geocaching blogger. Uh, there is to uh, create a container. Well, I think I got that one covered for this month. I'm, that's pretty much Actually, all I've been doing. <laughs> it was to create something geocaching related geocaching related right create a container a trackable uh swag a cake a cake all right <laughs> this is my geo challenge entry Woo-hoo! hey don't tip it too far how's that sticking on that plate going on? <laughs> just barely just barely <laughs> okay that, i was afraid that thing was going to fall off onto your computer <laughs> so um so yeah so you can do that um like last month the nano kids was to um to tell us the story of your favorite geocaching adventure. So that was the, what theirs was because a lot of people didn't want to get out there, but as geocachers, we all, we love telling those geocaching stories. Mm-hmm. So. It's but, great uh, to hear them too. Like, cause you get to hear so many people's different perspectives and experiences. And yeah, yeah. I, I love hearing the stories. Plus if you're new to an area or you hear about a different cache that you haven't gotten then it's like, hey, you know, I want to go after that cash. And so hearing the stories is always, I mean, you get, that's why we go to events is to talk and hang out and tell stories. I mean, that's what's really fun about it. Yeah. And then you can like, yeah, when people have really good cash experiences then you can add them to your bucket list if you're out there and all that. So it's, it's yeah. friendly, but it's also, it, it guides your geocaching a little bit in the future too. It does. And of course, it, it, me, in those events, you also get to, um, help out with any clues that you might need or anything like that as well. So that's, those are always fun. And I know because we've been so isolated in this pandemic and everything that we're not able to do those events, but, um, but a lot of places are doing zoom events as well. So mm-hmm. kind of, I mean, you don't get to log it as a fine, but you're still that community's coming together. And I think that's really awesome because yeah. you were just in one tonight, weren't you, Jeff? Yep. So Ontario's got this huge community and uh, our, our reviewers put together a zoom meeting for everybody. And uh, I don't know how many people they might eventually get, but when I uh, had to bow out to come here, they were uh, probably around 25 to 30 people active in the chat video chat. And uh, so they were just doing a lot of uh, Q and a chatting, catching up, um, pointing people out and getting some, asking some questions and stuff, just, you know, catching up and, if it goes really well, they might do it more in the future as well. Um, yeah. Because it's really cool to be able to meet with everybody, even virtually all across this huge province. 
Yeah, so Jinxers, they've been doing some puzzle group meetings a bunch, mm-hmm. and those are really cool. Um, I, we, we haven't really been doing a lot of that here locally, but I've seen a lot of other groups doing it, and mm-hmm. I really like that. So we've got uh, one of our cachers in uh, Toronto has been putting on uh, a lot of virtual puzzle caching events on Facebook. So okay. It's out there. <laughs> yeah. So there's been a lot of different groups going. To, I know there's been ones when like Cash Advance, they've done some, uh, what is it called? Uh, the Mappy or something like that that they've been doing, talking about maps and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So they've been a lot of just another way of the community coming together. And I just think that's really cool. So, um, some other dates that you might not know, um, real quick, uh, community celebration events. Of course, um, if you have been given one of those community celebration events, which I have, and you have your deadlines now, uh, December 31st of 2021. So that's good. Give, I love how they're giving us that extra time because everything's shut down. Yeah. Um, locationist, uh, if you want to find signal locationist lab, uh, not lab cash, locationist, uh, cash. Uh, once again, December 31st of 2021. So now the other nice thing that I kind of find interesting about going to the end of 2021, I mean, it's a year later, but you could say it's not about the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're celebrating 20 years. It's a year late, but it's not about the date, right? It's just right. you know, celebrating 20 years. Well, it's, it's, well, in certain countries, they determine, well, when they're born, they're a year old. Mm. So, I mean, so, hey, I don't know. So maybe just, it's, it's different math. That's all it is. Different math. <laughs> different math. New math. <laughs> New math. I mean, it's, it's, it's the difference between the way we learn to do our math and the way the kids are doing it with this new uh, uh, weird math that they're doing in school now. I, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, Common Core. That's what it's called. Common Core. Mm-hmm. I don't understand it. I can't figure out how they do it. So, <laughs> but, uh, but as vloggers, so how are you coming up with new content while this has been going on? Or do you have like a huge back stock of content? Uh, I've still got uh, uh, a lot of things that are waiting to come out. So I've got to finish those up. Probably got, uh, if I were to do one a week, there's probably another month or two to go. Um, but, you know, we're trying to throw in, like everybody's kind of doing it now, throwing in these live events, chat sessions, mm-hmm. hangouts yeah. and stuff. Um, some people are putting together uh, collaboration videos that you could do. For right. Them. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it, it's in a way it's interesting because it makes you think outside the box because right. you're so used to doing just geocaching videos, going out and vlogging stuff, doing a cache, but then now you can't do that as much. So, yeah. Cause I, I mean, I know I've seen a lot more live streams, um, doing that there's a lot been a lot more community um collaborations i know for i mean we're both part of the gcnw and we see in the our work group we see different collaborations coming up all the time mm-hmm. and uh i think it's really cool uh seeing those uh yeah hailmeister saying uh, so many new live streams or so many live streams right now mm-hmm. going on um i know you're doing quite a bit i haven't really done any live streams uh for it that it doesn't really fit for what I do, usually do. I've right. thought about doing one, but I don't think anybody would want to sit there and watch me build a gadget for about eight hours straight. Because... <laughs> you'd probably be surprised. I mean, you'd have, probably have at least a few people. When I was doing, I, I'm still doing it, but when I do the Wednesday Whittles, um, right? I, I say at the beginning, I, I don't expect to have a whole lot of people for the entire time. You can pop in out whenever you want, but it's here if you want to watch. So if you do a live stream, that's kind of the whole thing, right? Like you're not, 
doing it to have a huge crowd watching. <laughs> yeah so force awakens this would be a great time for a widow wednesdays <laughs> <laughs> yeah yes it would so i mean for i mean for me since for my channel behind the cash i always like going and talking to the cash owners well of course social distancing can't really do that i've thought about doing a couple of stream yards and talking to people but um i really want to see those caches out there in person so that's I'd already wanted this year to build more caches. Uh, so it just kind of some aspects just really forced me out there. Mm -hmm. um, the only problem is, is that uh, on Tuesday when I'm in my garage taping, that's for Thursday. That's my release date. So mm -hmm. between that's why a lot of times I split mine up in a couple days, uh, a couple weeks when I build because I didn't get finished or I ran into uh, a snag or something like that. And, just kind of stretching out and so yeah it's <laughs> i usually lose some sleep between it goes out just because i'm i'm right up in, against the deadline yeah um but yeah it's it's been it's gonna be crazy especially mm -hmm. this week i'm trying something a little bit different um so here's a little tip of a preview of what's going on this week's behind mm -hmm. the cash and of course i haven't even built it yet so it's <laughs> i drew up the designs the other day which is for me it's actually unusual I know I did a video and I drew up designs before, but usually it's all fly by the seat of my pants when I'm building stuff. Mm. Um, but I, um, you, do you know what a cryptex is? Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. So I've done built a cryptex before, but this time I wanted to build something that's going to go into an ammo cam because it seems like people like from my viewers that I've seen, they're really liking the ammo cam gadgets. Mm -hmm. So what I'm going to be creating is actually a codex box so it's like a cryptex but it's in a box form and you have to slide do different slides okay. so it's, it's it's a little bit different um i've got it the designs like complicated yeah it yeah i mean one i'm doing it out of wood which are automatically makes yeah. it a little bit more difficult yeah. um instead of it spinning this the block slide so i've gotten pictures i've got i drew up my designs um, I was hoping for a new routing bit to come in, but I got a, it was supposed to be in on Friday and I got a message that there was something wrong with the package and they sent it back. So mm -hmm. I'm having to rethink how I'm going to do the part of the slide with that, without that. But that's part of doing these puzzles is trying to figure out yeah. that aspect of it. Yeah. So, but that's kind of where for my channel, it's kind of gone that direction doing more of the teaching and kind of just showing mm -hmm. ideas of how to maybe do some different caches and aspects. And it's still it. behind the cache. Like you're right. You're showing what it's like to build gadget caches or just like a, a cache box or something like that. It's, it's, it's the, the meta level of cache ownership. Right. It's like, yeah, you could interview people to find out what they do behind their cache or you do right. it yourself and people can see what's also behind the cache. So it still works. So, so Ryan, the, the bit that I'm, I'm was hoping to come in was a new uh, tongue and groove bit. So that's what I'd be, I, I know how to do it without it, but it was going to save a lot of time if I had the tongue and groove bit itself. So that's, that was the bits that I was waiting on. Um, so that's what, that's not there, but, uh, it, it'll just take a little bit more time. Um, so it's, that's what's good. That's hey, I can get more content out of it. Right. Mm. <laughs> so just break your videos apart you yeah. don't get something done just make like a two minute video it's like oh come back next time <laughs> yeah that's exactly well that's about what i did on this last one um so but yeah that's that's kind of what i'm doing that and i've seen um 
a lot of people still going out and caching. I mean, you know, like Hailmeister and uh, Cash Canada, they've gone out and done some different videos out there. And that's, and that's awesome. I'm so happy that they're able to go out and do those, those videos. Mm. Um, one thing that I really, um, like is, uh, all the different vloggers. None of us do the same type of content. It seems yeah. like. Yeah. And that's something that's really cool. Yeah. And I'm seeing a lot of vloggers in here tonight. Their gas station tune is <laughs> in here. Um, yeah, it was great to see him get another video. Woohoo! <laughs> yeah, that was great. It was really good. Um, just finding a, a way, a time to sharpen those chisels. Yeah, I have a few chisels. I don't generally like using them, <laughs> but <laughs> I like power tools. I'm kind of like Tim Allen from Toolman Taylor, like those power tools. Yeah, and, yeah. and that, um, that question, uh, uh, hashtag thing that went around, the get to know me challenge, one of the yep. questions was, what's, what's one skill you would uh, love to have during this time when you can't go caching or, or some wording like that. And, and I said, hands-on construction building. And I wish I could do that, but I'm not handy. I don't have the tools. I don't have the space. I don't have anything to be able to do that kind of stuff. I mean, Whittle Wednesday is about the closest that I get. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and let me tell you, in the ten, you, well, I've watched those Whittle Wednesdays and those are really cool. I really liked how you're doing the burning and everything on those. those it's just it's fascinating to watch. Have you done time lapse of that? I haven't put a time lapse together of that. No, because uh, there were a number of different camera angles and things right. moving around. So I wasn't focusing on keeping it in one spot. It's a little harder. Like you'd have to have a clamp or something to make sure it's in one spot. Otherwise, right. you start getting like shifting around real quick, and it's hard to watch. Right. Um, so, and that well, and that kind of leads into um, for us vloggers talking about the equipment that we use. So, what is your what do you usually use when you're doing your videos, Jeff? Uh, well, now, okay, well, to start off, it was iPhone video. Okay, right. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, uh, well, you know, everybody kind of has that uh, GorillaPod tripod because you can uh, put it together and hold it yep. like a handle or you can stretch it out and then attach it everywhere. And it's really great for lightweight cameras like the phone because mm -hmm. it can take the weight. Um, and I was doing all the editing on desktop. Now, I mean, everybody kind of changes and, and uh, inc um, improves or tries different things over time. So now uh, I have a full-out camera. Um, I wanted to get one that was good for vloggers, so I made sure to check out the most recent, most highly rated. And so I picked up a Canon. I was glad it was a Canon. Yes. <laughs> I'm a Canon guy. Um, Something like this. <laughs> it is almost. Well, you got the M50, right? The M50, yep. Yeah, that's what this is. Yep. But I don't have as big a microphone as you do. Oh, you got the mini. You got the mini one? I this have. The, yeah, this is the one. I, I, I have a dead cat, yeah, but uh, so I can yeah. attach it on here. But um, I'd take, I've taken it off because this can't, this microphone is actually fairly decent for recording. Okay. Uh, so sometimes I use that instead of the onboard camera microphone. But that's that's my setup now. Picked up a wide-angle lens, so I've got a better like self kind of vlogging angle. Right. The worst thing is when you don't have the wide angle and the, your face fills up the entire frame. Yeah. Uh, so, so geocaching Adam uses a GoPro Hero Five, uh, Samsung Galaxy S10 Plus, mm -hmm. and a Mavic Mini. Yeah, those are all really great, um, great cameras. Now, the Canon M50. The reason why I like it, of course, it is it's really light. Um, 
course, it has that flip out screen that I really like as yeah. well. And well, the, the, downside, the one downside to that flip out screen, as I'm sure you probably know, there is the microphone port here. You pull this thing out, plug your microphone in. Where is it? Here you go. Plug the microphone yeah. into the microphone port. Yep, it's great. kind of a little bit of great. Now I want to see myself. Ah, uh, the le the the screen doesn't turn because the microphone plug is in the way. Right. And that was one of the huge uh, complaints about this particular model. But right. you can that, get around that, it just by plugging in it after you pull out the uh, the screen. Yeah. Well, I've learned that if I don't pull it all the way out, I can just flip it over halfway yeah. and then come in. Yeah. Um, now the other thing, the big other downside on this is that this thing eats batteries like nobody's business. I've got three. I have five. <laughs> <laughs> and invariably, I'm, uh, it, yeah, because I, this has actually become one of my go-to cameras. I have other cameras that I use um, mm. for my normal job and everything. I have a couple of a big, nice Sony camera um, and other ones, but. I've gotten to the point where I like shooting interviews with this, even mm -hmm. for regular interviews, but I'll have this on one sh on my main shot. And then I've been using a GoPro seven on my other shot. And that just kind of gives me some edit points on two different angles for when I'm actually doing some interviews. Mm -hmm. um, but then also when I'm doing my, my videos now I'll do my um, main shots and everything off my Canon but then I set up a time lapse with my with my GoPro, a wide shot time lapse, which just gives me some breakaways mm -hmm. uh, for for all my videos there. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, um, where was it? I saw it. Uh, somebody was talking about uh, three batteries and, and a car charger. Yeah, those every all those different work things. Sorry, guys, trying to follow yeah. the comments we're going through because a lot of vloggers commenting on their toys yeah i was saying um, especially uh if you're on the road a lot then having a usb based battery charger is huge yep. and so if you've got the usb um plug for the car you can charge two batteries on the road yep. and so i had this I on road here. trips and it's just so beneficial yeah that's what this is here yeah. and then just about whenever i get a camera i'll get a ton of batteries to go with it uh, just because I know I'm going to run through them pretty fast. So I, when I started doing my channel, um, of course I had my other Sony's, but my first video of me going into the pipe, I wasn't going to take a $4,000 camera down through a pipe, sewer pipe. I had a GoPro four with me and this is what I shot, shot that on. Um, so that was, then I kind of went from GoPro four, then got, went up to the Canon yeah. and then just kind of as been going along, just picking up other cameras that I use for different things. And so, and, and, and I think it's an important uh, thing to say, cause like, especially when you talk to people who've been doing videography and vlogging for so long, they're like, Oh, I've got this and I've got that and this, and I'll pull out this when I'm doing that, like all these different pieces of equipment and they've gathered over the years all for some specific purpose. But you know, when it comes to vlogging and, and having a good channel with videos, you don't necessarily have to have all that equipment. No, you, you don't. You just have to have great content this mm -hmm. this camera the camera on this on my iphone does is a 4k which is better than some of the video cameras i used when i was working at tv stations mm -hmm. the content is really great on this now what i do suggest is an external microphone because the microphones mm -hmm. on these aren't it that's great that's if you're well, the wind is the biggest issue <laughs> yeah the wind 
um, is a big thing. And I have a smaller version of this road. Like, I think it's the same one you have the road, uh, Mike mini, um, that I use, um, that can go have the attachments for my phone or I'll attach it to the GoPro as well. Now the there's a new, the GoPro eight has the vlogging kit that comes with it, which is really, really great as well. That's coming out. Um, so that's another aspect of it too. Yeah. And I guess you could say one of the vlogger dilemmas is going out and wanting to vlog something and not having the right equipment. <laughs> it is. It really like, is. Yeah. Like going into, like you said, going into a culvert, I'm not going to take my big expensive camera into there. No. But, you know, do you have something cheap? And, and most of it, well, cause I used to do a lot of photography before I was doing vlogging and, uh, I, I had a DSLR. It was stolen many, many years ago, but um, I took that into a cave. I mean, I took it places that people would be like, are you crazy? Why would you take it there? Yeah. But I mean, if you're extra careful with it, then you have the, the added flexibility and quality of a higher, a better camera. You just have to be much more careful. <laughs> so, sorry. Do we go into, sorry, this is funny, Tom. Uh, it's what Best Buy and Amazon is for me. Um, <laughs> sorry, that's I don't go into a hotel room looking at uh, guns, but it'll be like I'll be looking on Amazon or I'll be watching video influencers or different and seeing what different people use yeah. and everything. And, and so that's that is why the M50 came up because um, in looking for a, an affordable consumer level quality camera, uh, there were there are quite a number of like top camera lists for 2019 and whatnot. Right. And, and um, like, I think it was uh, geocaching Adam back there said he's on the line about the M50. This, there were uh, like two or three um, different cameras that were all kind of rated similar. And it all really just came down to which brand you prefer the most. Right. Being a Canon person, um, the benefits of having Canon and a couple of the features that this one had that other ones didn't have. Right. Was the draw for me. So, I mean, it's not like one is absolutely better than everything else. But. Right. And, and, and I'm seeing a uh, gas station tuna says uh, the iPhone gives him everything that he needs. Mm -hmm. And that's great. It does. And here's the thing that I when I was teaching production classes and everything, it's not necessarily the gear that you have. It's how you use it. Yeah, exactly. It's how you use it. Of course, your story, uh, just like how you use it. A lot of times your editing technique and all that is a big thing too. Yeah. Now, one thing that I do know with the Canon, I use, when I'm outside, I always have a uh, ND filter with me. Usually it's on the camera so I can get the really nice, uh, crispy um, shots. And if you don't know what an ND filter is, it's basically, it's sunglasses for your, um, for your camera. Mm -hmm. um, mine's a, a, a variable filter. So as you can see it here. Polarized. It's, it, yeah, it's, it's not necessarily polarized, but this one, I can actually turn it and it can get darker depending on how um, how bright it is outside. So I'll, I'll adjust this versus adjusting my aperture and yeah. my iris. I'll, this, I'll just adjust this. The other benefit of that is it also makes it a little easier to do longer exposures because you're getting less light. So you have to do longer right. exposures so you get that flow. Like if you're doing waterfalls or streams and whatnot, it's a lot easier to get a well-exposed, long exposure when there's less light coming in. Right. Uh, Kuhn and Bud was asking me, how much are those filters? Uh, this one here on Amazon's about 16 bucks. So it's not... They're not that expensive. No, no, they're not. I mean, it, I mean you can always get more, something more expensive 
but if why if you don't have to so mm-hmm. so yeah there's a lot of different a lot of different things you can get indie filters for if you're using gopros um because with a gopro you can't iris anything down it's pretty much set where it's going to be um, one thing with the gopro that you have to watch out for is the extreme wide angle you can get that really weird fish eye look yeah. um but you can go in and correct that if you want to and, and for me that was one of the draws one of the reasons why i went to go from the eye from a smartphone up to a camera with um external lens is because i always ranted about how i hated and i completely missed having an optical zoom yeah <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> Now there's like one times and two times uh, on smartphones and whatnot with uh, two different um, non-mechanical lenses, like static lenses. But to have that ability to zoom in and have that range, like when right. my first DSLR was a 200 mil, okay. I had a 200 mil lens on it. And I really do miss that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're, really, I, I... you're really able to flatten out the distant subject and you get different different um, feels to the photos when you're doing that kind of a... Right, right. And I do have, about a couple months ago, when my car got uh, broken into, I lost my other M50 and I was debating if I was going to get another one. I did. Mm-hmm. Um, but instead of... I had a couple other microphones I had with it that I didn't need anymore. So instead of buying another microphone with... I end up getting uh, a different lens with this. I got a, a telephoto lens with it. Um, mm. Caching Dead was asking how much is the camera. I think I paid my kit was about eight hundred dollars, and that's the lens, the microphone, and some other stuff. And I saw today happen that there's a I think there's two hundred dollars off on the kit right now, so you could probably get it for about six hundred bucks right now. You gotta watch for those sales, especially. At yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they're 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 really good. Um, I really like this camera. Um, like I said, this is my second one because my first one got stolen. Um, and then I replaced filters and did some other options on it too. Um, but one of the other things that I was looking at, we were talking about influencers and things. The person that I saw who was really recommending this was Sean Cannell from Think Media, Media Influencers and Think Marketing Now. Um, he's one of the ones that kind of, what I'm watching something on YouTube because I do marketing stuff for my daytime job. Um, it, it, that's what I was, I listened to him and that's one of the people that inspires me on a lot of the different stuff that I do. And he mm-hmm. was, they recommended this camera, one of the best cameras for uh, vlogging yeah. as well. So, and mm-hmm. I really like the depth of field on this camera. That's, yeah. that's the other thing I really like about yeah. this camera. Yeah. The one, the one thing that I don't like about the M50 is that, crop factor on the 4k is getting very technical yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. go to high resolution 4k video it's like you lose half like 10 percent. it's like 10 10 10 or 15 percent of the image yeah so that's another reason why i had to get the wide angle lens the super wide the 11 mil so that if i was doing 4k it wasn't like zoomed into this part of my face (laughs) but um yeah. For yeah, for other people you watch, uh, I I pay attention to Peter McKinnon, who is another okay. Canadian guy. Yeah, but yeah. Um, he's a, a Canon boy as well. <laughs> right. And, uh, he's 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 a couple notches up the scale, but his his passion for videoing, uh, videography, and photography is uh, is really contagious. <laughs> Just his energy in the videos, especially with his near daily ish kind of videos uh, during the whole COVID thing. Right. Um, he's doing every, pretty much everything alone now, but he, he loves going over his uh, different gear and equipment and 
uh, and show. And I remember when he was uh, just getting the new Canon and he was like so super excited about it. <laughs> it's just, he's fun to watch. What's up everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've watched them a few times. It's, it's yeah. pretty good. Mm. So, um, of course, one of the other people that influenced me big time is doing this is, of course, Joshua, the geocaching vlogger. Oh, yeah. I think just about anybody that does vlogs on in geocaching, he's he's influenced them big time. It's fun watching, going back to his older videos and then seeing them, seeing how he's progressed over the years. It is. <laughs> like his styles, even the, the video quality as he's changed cameras and stuff like right. that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, before I even got this, I was asking before I got my Canon, I was even asking him, what, what camera are you using? Cause I was really liking the, the Christmas and the way everything looked on his, mm. <laughs> sorry, the see my shells goes, uh, the vlog, the vlog father. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and he it, is. Yeah. It, it's neat seeing him when he's doing his videos live as well, like not live, but in person. Uh, yeah. Because at um, the Cincinnati Geo Woodstock two years ago, he was doing he was recording some videos at the event, pretty much at the vlogger booth, and yeah, I mean he just had his little tripod and he set it up and he had the flip the vertical flip screen, and right. uh, and you know you you always see him you see the vlogger from the angle of the camera, so now you can step to the side and you can see how you know it's just he's just a regular guy with this tiny little thing here and it is, you know, it is all the energy is. goes right into the camera. It it's, does. It's, it's cool to watch. <laughs> it was really fun watching him when we we're, of course, I was with him at, um, we were Geo Woodstock this last year. And then when we were at, um, going caching, mm -hmm. that was doing all those, seeing that and, uh, being with Josh in the, uh, escape room. That was a lot of fun. And we're shooting video in there and everything. That was, that was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. So here's a um, vlogger dilemma. What do you do when you're with other vloggers and you're trying to all, document the same thing the same event the same cash or, or being in the same room <laughs> it's you, hard yeah do I you don't. like decide <laughs> decide who's going to record and when or do you all record at the same time <laughs> i've seen that and i've i've i know i've had people like hey other vloggers at different events and like hey i'm doing this i said that's great do your thing mm. i said it, for me i kind of stick to talking to people, talking to about individual caches and then kind of doing the story behind the cache, not necessarily promoing the event. Um, I guess kind of the one that I kind of did that promoing the event was when I did the G uh, GPS maze, but that was all about the maze and the story about the maze coming mm -hmm. back. So that was for me, that was, I absolutely love that video. Of course, that one was, is probably my, is my longest video. It's like 27 minutes. It was, it was a documentary. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that one, that one just tells a story and that's, that's kind of what I've done. Even at going caching, I was like, no, I'm, I'm setting up some certain interviews with certain people and we're, that's what I'm going to do as and that, the rest of the time I'm having fun. I'm, I'm caching. I'm not really shooting anything. I had my camera with me and it was, I was out caching with uh, Joshua and Jesse and we're going all over the place and I almost left it at a cache. Mm -hmm. I mean, here I'm leaving, my Canon and my other piece of equipment. I, when I'm out doing my own talking, I use a gimbal because of, and I have, you have, I know you have an Osmo as well. I have one for my phone as well because of my background in television broadcast. I have a hard time not having something on a tripod and this mm -hmm. is the closest I can have as I'm walking around with it. So yeah. my camera will be on a, on a, 
the steady shot for me. Yeah. Well, so one thing that I miss is having that steady shot because um, the, the camera does, this lens that I just picked up does have uh, image stabilization, which is okay. really helpful because um, yeah, with the phone, the, the, the built-in stabilization was great. And then I got the gimbal, which added even more to it. And then I picked up the M50 and the lens didn't have image stabilization, optical stabilization, oh, it was right. digital. Right. And I, I see that with some other videos as well that other people have put out where the digital stabilization has this kind of quick and then it stables and then it, it kind of jerks <laughs> around a little bit. Right. And it stabilizes to like, so the digital, I'm not a huge fan of it. So the, the uh, optical stabilization is, is much more uh, beneficial. I turned my digital stabilization off of mine. I don't yeah. ever use it because I don't want that part of it. Yeah. Um, so so that's, yeah, I, I don't have a gimbal for that this size of camera, that large, heavy one. <laughs> yeah, well, that one, that gimbal, I think, was only four hundred dollars, and, and they have a new version of it now, and that's the uh, the yeah. Moza Aircross, and they have a Moza Aircross too now, which is a great, um, great. I love that gimbal. It's a lot of fun. Um, there's some, of course, with any type of equipment. There's some little quirks with it anyways <laughs> so and it's just figuring those little quirks out and learning how to deal with them mm -hmm. so what is when you're editing what are you using when you're editing now <laughs> here we go flat jesse's here um, Flat Jesse's over there. Right. so actually and now that i put that out that's a good question um i, I picked up an app called luma fusion for ios and yeah. uh that has made a, a big difference in speed of not not of quality there's not as much stuff you can do but um there is uh there is that element of now using your finger being able to touch and then slide and do quick changes and edits and stuff and it's about the most powerful uh ios app non-desktop app that for video editing that i've ever found and it's still being updated there I think the next major version is on its way shortly, but there are some things missing from it, like uh, video stabilization would be a huge benefit. Uh, <laughs> certain things that we kind of take for granted on desktop editors. Right. A lot of people have been commenting and suggesting it for a long time, but the way it is now, I'm still picking up little tricks and special effects and playing around with stuff, as you can see in the um, Killer Rabbit of Karbanag Cave. There's a little bit of effect in there that I tried out, and it seemed to work pretty well. Still kind yeah. of limited, but it worked. Um, so yeah, I'm doing everything on the iPad now. Um, okay. And it's it's funny because yeah, it's not a, 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 a hugely expensive application. Right. Um, it's not like you're paying 200 bucks for a video editor. This right. This thing, I think this app was, I think, I think it was 15 or 20 dollars. I'll have to check it out again, but um, yeah, and that's. Yeah, I see a lot of people. iMovie. I've used iMovie. Yeah, I started out with iMovie when I was doing it on iPhone. Yeah. Uh, see, my shells just got Final Cut Pro. I used to be a huge Final Cut Pro editor, uh, Final Cut Pro Seven, using from After Effects and everything. And that, and when I was working at television stations, um, so that was being an editor. Actually, was my is more of my background, a mm -hmm. TV editor, video broadcast editor, um, doing that. So I was working Final Cut Pro for day in day out. Um, but then when I end up starting my own business, I couldn't afford to get the Mac and everything with everything. So I ended up going, switching over to uh, premiere, which was mm -hmm. the closest thing. 
And I kind of had an issues with Final Cut when they switched over to X from 7 because it kind of went really almost too iMovie for me. Oh, and yeah. And so that, that kind of was like, oh, I can't do it. Yeah. And so, I mean, I kind of like where they've kind of moved it to now. Um, so, but I haven't got really gotten back into it because I use the entire Adobe suite now from, I mean, from After Effects, Illustrator, Premiere, um, all of it. So mm-hmm. I just, just about all of it. I have the entire suite. So I use different parts in and out of that. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's, that's what I use. But, and once again, it's not the equipment or the programs that you use and it's how you uh, use it. Exactly. Yeah. When I started, it was uh, Sony Vegas was the, the yep. desktop editor that I used and I used that for the longest time. And then I wanted to go on road trips. And if I wanted to go on a road trip and get videos out, I couldn't really edit on the desktops <laughs> and on laptop. So right. that's that's why that's when I started looking into iMovie, and mm-hmm. you'll notice I think with the uh, I think the first time I used it was on the Geo Woodstock road trip, so that series of like twenty five short videos, uh, most of those I think were done on iMovie. You, you can you can tell when somebody's using iMovie. There's some standard right. that everybody uses, and uh, so those shorts were done on the road with iMovie, and it was after that it was still kind of balanced between that and. Um, uh, Vegas on desktop. Right. When I picked up LumaFusion, which is thirty dollars Canadian, so I don't know how that changes to U.S. Probably. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> but um, <laughs> so the nice thing about that was it worked on iPhone, which right. Okay. Is yeah. Crazy. So you have this really high, uh, professional editing smartphone video editor, which can do 4K, and it's really easy to use with tons of ability, uh, special effects and stuff. Right. And and that was just an iPhone. And the thing I didn't like about that was it's the tiny real estate. It's just this tiny screen. You yeah. still do so much with it, but it's just so tight. And so that was what pushed me into getting the iPad so that I had a larger screen. And that application is much more well, um, well designed for a, a tablet-sized screen. Right. I have an issue with real estate. I have a hard time editing on anything small. Um, I think I might swing my camera around just so you can kind of see my real estate that I look at all the time. Um, of course, hey, hey, there's my Star Wars wall, but okay. So I have two 32-inch screens, and then mm. I have a 42 <laughs> up up here. So, I mean, real estate for me, I have, I, I have to have multiple screens to edit for me. That's just mm. the way I am. So I spread everything out. Mm. Um, and... Of course, I do design websites too, so I'll have one website on one side and then content that I'm pulling back and forth doing different stuff. So that's just kind of mm-hmm. – it's hard for me to edit on my phone even though I have apps that I can edit on here because I know you have um, what is Adobe Rush that you can put on there now, and you can transfer what you're doing on your um, phone directly into Final – not Final Cut, and right into a Premiere, which is really mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the that's... connectivity is a huge, a huge factor. Yeah. Um, because yeah, same thing when I'm editing now, if I do phone video with the phone and video with the camera, I've got to get them all onto the pad and then I archive them on external drives off PC, that sort of thing. So, right. Yeah. Like you can do it Bluetooth wirelessly transferring. Um, you can have the little dongle. So with the camera, I stick the SD card in here and then you can stick that into your pad and then transfer right. The, uh, yeah. the app, this application as well um, connects to the Wi-Fi and senses other computers, so you can import stuff directly from other drives on other computers into the application. 
Um, so that kind of flexibility is a huge benefit. And that, I mean, that's not, that's not expensive. That's just a feature of an application that you get. Right. So that's right. not like you're, you're buying into all that necessarily. It's just, it's good yeah. to have. It, it is. And, and um, I saw somebody post that a GoPro, if you have a GoPro, GoPro has their own editing software as well that you can kind of mm-hmm. do some edits on there as well. And I've used that early on when I was playing around with GoPro. Um, I kind of play with a lot of different things just because um, I do some consulting with some other people on equipment and things. And depending on where they're at, kind of, kind of give them what they, what they can use. Mm -hmm. So now what about your music beds? Where do you get your music for your videos? Uh, Yeah. So yeah, when I started, I was, I was looking for um, royalty free music. (laughs) And uh, that's, that's always a a questionable thing because you see people like, some people say, "Oh, yeah, you, I get it from here, no problems." But other people say that's a bad source. They don't, you don't uh, uh, treat their artists fairly, or they don't pay them, or or they've had problems with copyright. And then you got issues with um, if if uh, the the uh, property owner, or the owner of the copyright of an artist's work changes, then suddenly they can change the copyright, and then you get tag for something that was free before but not now and all so i had to look into all of that beforehand but generally i was just getting it from the youtube audio library um there's a couple of uh, channels on youtube that also regularly put out um and artists that put out music uh even with um um no what was that other the other the other website for music and sound um well right now primarily for i for most of the music that I, you don't have to give credit for, I get through Epidemic Music or okay. Epidemic Sound, and because yeah. uh, they have music and sound, which is huge and a, a very large library, and I haven't had any problem with them yet. So, okay. yeah, Epidemic. Sound I is- use um, it's called Motion Array, and they have a lot of plugins that for Final Cut. So those that are editing and you want to get like new transitions, and you don't have a lot of times you don't even have to have plugins, mm-hmm. but Motion Array they have stock video, stock pictures. Um, they have the music and they also have a lot of the, um, like templates and different mm-hmm. aspects that you can lay in to switch out your shots and everything. And I absolutely love that. I mean, I use it for my day job, everything, just grabbing different things to be able to put stuff together pretty quick for mm-hmm. social media posts and things that I do on other things. And I really like uh, motion array. Um, of course, it is an application based or uh, subscription based, but it's not really that much. I think uh, it's like twenty bucks, and you get mm-hmm. to use whatever you want. And I, that's to me, that's a no brainer on a twenty bucks for all that music, and they're constantly adding new stuff to it. Mm-hmm. So that I mean, that's what I use. Um, I can get a lot of my transitions that I do right off of there as well. Yeah, so, and yeah, and um, people also mentioned uh, uh, a source like uh, Ben Sound, which. You know, when, when I first started out, it was that sort of thing. Google, where where can I get good music? And then everybody kind of goes to those first few very popular right. sources. But they don't necessarily have a huge selection. Or right. they're, they're pay, but they have a free selection, which is really small. And so that was kind of what I did when I started. I, I went there and I picked up a few of these tracks that were really cool and I used them. And uh, my first few videos, you'll, you'll notice that um, I have an intro and I had, I thought, I'm going to use a track and it's going to be my channel theme. It's going to be great. And I used that for the longest time. And I never, I, I think maybe heard one or two other people use that same track somewhere. 
And I was like, I know that track. That's my track. Yeah. <laughs> but that, I, I stopped doing that after a while. But um, yeah, I, I love it now when uh, when you can pick out. I know that track from that source because I used that in these videos way back here. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So yeah, having I, a, I, finding finding a place that has a wide variety or um, a cycling collect collection of media is very helpful because then it's not like you're not going to be flagging people's memories of hey somebody else used that track that's not original and right stuff. it's gonna be a lot rarer that that ever happens all right so i'm gonna let's get back to kind of some geocaching related stuff so yes. we'll get out of gear and stuff like that yeah. but neil <laughs> one of our other vloggers asked uh and this is something i think you and i would both like to know uh mm -hmm. for viewers what type of videos would they like us to see from us during while we're in this dilemma and that's 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 the big thing that we're trying to figure out. We're come, trying to come up with new content, and it's hard for us to think of what to come up with a lot of times. I know it is for me because uh, I'm trying to come up with some stuff for my kids' channel, the Nano Kids. What are they going to put out? Um, so that's 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 something that we'd like to know. What are some videos that you guys would like to know? And, hey, uh, comment in the chat. Comment. Um, leave a comment in the, the stream, wherever, uh, and let us know what kind of videos that you would like to see. Mm -hmm. Um, cause I know it is hard to come up with content when you can't go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's why you get people on your show and you chat with them for an hour. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's right. So, I mean, I, I had plans. I mean, let's hear last month was supposed to been really busy. Um, beginning of the month, I was supposed to be, um, at the agricultural Jackson County agricultural geo trail kickoff. Uh, doing the GPS maze there and being there for the event and going, getting a whole bunch of gadget caches. There was going to be a whole bunch of content. Mm -hmm. Then we had Mingo madness where we, sh I should have been there today, been there this week. Yep. Had that. And of course that got canceled. Yeah. Then we had, so there was, I was going to be getting some bunch of batch videos at that point. Yeah. And I wasn't going to be shooting on Tuesday and putting out a video on Thursday. Yeah. Uh, and then of course, everything that was going up, going on in the uh, Pacific Northwest. So mm -hmm. now a lot of us are scrambling to find what content and it's hard to always come up with content. And that's why I always like feed, having people feed me. What would they like to see? Yeah. And so I, road trips are really good for that because yeah, in one, in a matter of one or two weeks, you can visit so many places. You can talk to so many people, find so many caches and you can stack up months of video footage and, and ideas to put out. So when we can't do road trips, what do you do? <laughs> like that, the whole Mingle Madness thing, that, like you said, that was going to be, at least for me, I had about a week and a half road trip planned for that. Right. And as soon as the, the day that it would have left, I'm like, okay, I'd be here right now. Halfway through, I'm like, oh man, <laughs> I'd be right here right now. And it'd be so awesome. And oh no. But it's got to I know, I know. So yeah, here's a very good question, Tom. Uh, what do you do to support your hobby, day job, night job, third job, etc.? <laughs> so, um, for me personally, um, I actually kind of have two jobs. Um, one, I I work at a nonprofit. I work for Adult and Teen Challenge, and I am the director of communications. So I do a lot of their social media posts and telling the story of the guys that are in the program. Uh, if you don't know what Adult and Teen Challenge is, it's for uh, those, uh, those guys that have struggled for ours, ours is a ma ma male, 
uh, facility, but they use, uh, have struggled with substance abuse from alcohol to drugs to other um, life debilitating addictions. And so they, I work with, do tell the story, their story of how, how to help stay clean and stay clean, uh, get clean and stay clean kind of thing. And so that's what we, what I do there. But then I also um, have my own production business. So I do editing on the side. I do websites, uh, set up people for YouTube and that aspect of it. So those are those base. That's what I do uh, to support my hobby of geocaching. And I've kind of combined my love of video and geocaching together and now even added my woodworking into it as well. So, <laughs> yeah. so but that's what I do. Great question, Tom. Uh, what about you, Jeff? What do you do to help support your geocaching hobby slash addiction? I program the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Web application development. It's not interesting. Um, I, I work for a company that does uh, taxes and trucking um, tracking transponders and whatnot uh, for companies across North America. And so when I started, we built an intranet system or okay. I built an intranet system for a lot of our customers to manage their own information and their own data, uh, their trucks and trailers and all that stuff so that they didn't have to send us all that information like paperwork and documents and everything to have data entry people do that all themselves. So. We have made an intranet system to mimic a lot of that process so that they could do it themselves and take a lot of that busy work off of our hands and make it a lot easier in general for everybody. Right. Uh, so it's not it's not a huge company, but there's in IT, there's basically me and my coworker slash boss, and he does more of the in-house application programming, and I do the web-based version of a lot of that stuff. So right. that's, that's pretty much it. <laughs> Oh, Derek, I think we lost Derek. Oh, ooh, uh, he is the host. I can't do anything. Come back, Derek. Come back. Yeah, I'm, I'm back. Okay, good. <laughs> I, can, I can still hear you. I don't know what happened there. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. Houston Dave uh, says, hey, there, uh, Texas is open now, so we can go caching there. Uh, we open pretty much here in Tennessee uh, tomorrow um, at 25%, so I'll... Uh, a lot of the stuff that I do normally at work and everything like that starts opening back. Um, so yeah, so no, I don't work at a Memphis TV station. Um, not here anymore. Uh, well, I've never worked at a TV station here in Memphis. Couldn't bud. Uh, sorry. He was asking the question. Um, I did in tennis uh, in South Carolina. I worked at a TV station there in South Carolina, but not here. So, um, but yeah, so that's, I would love to go down to Texas. That was back to Texas and do some caching. I'm at both of my older boys live in Texas right now. Um, one's just right outside of, uh, Fort Worth and the other one's at Fort Sam Houston. Uh, so he's finishing up his uh, schooling down there for the army. Mm. So love to go down there and get some, do some of those caches down there. Mm -hmm. So, all right. So when this is all out and done, what are your target caches that you're going to go for that you're highlighting? <laughs> when is this all done or what looking to what's coming up? <laughs> well, any of it. I mean, when is all done? Yeah. I mean, for me, I mean, I'm up There's until this point. Yeah. What's your, what's your bucket list? So say when everything opens back up and you can get out of Canada, let's, let's say that. <laughs> 
what what would what would be on your list? Well, the first thing obviously would be the events that are specific to specifically coming up. I mean, we we keep talking about it, but there's Mingo Madness, there's uh, Going Caching, and there's Midwest Geobash in July, which is the next one on the list. Actually, that one will all depend on whether the border is open and I can get to the U.S. Even if whether if they are running, then that's the big question. But um, I mean, that that's pretty much my my um, upcoming itinerary is focused on whatever events that I can get to because if it's a road trip, I'm, I'm going to plan on finding cool, awesome caches, having great experiences and yeah. hoping to share them as best as I can. Um, Cause I, yeah, I'm not so much about, you know, traveling around local and just finding all the local cool, neat caches. Cause the, the good ones are so far. I mean, not the good ones, the amazingly awesome vloggable ones <laughs> are typically really far away. So they take, planning and road trip time so i don't know i've never been to canada i was that was my trip this summer i was going to canada i was gonna see why <laughs> I, I nobody wants to leave canada that's why i was gonna find that out but yeah mm -hmm. there are i mean don't get me wrong there are some really great caches in ontario in canada obviously um there i know uh two years was it two years ago maybe a year and a half or so i started that uh a two video series uh, earth above and earth below and okay. Earth Above was the Eagles Eagles Walk or Eagles Nest Caverns Walk, which was oh, spectacular five five, um, and the Earth Below was all ready to go as a video or as an experience, and I had done that and taken footage, but in trying to organize the footage, I realized that the quality was awful. I used um, my action cam attached to the to my forehead right, right. and bouncing. <laughs> And it was, it was, it wasn't on angle. The sound was really awful. It's just, I cannot use that. So that's a part two that has to come up. And that's just that that's in like a cave system, a really cool geocache in Southern Ontario, which is just a matter of maybe two hours drive away. So oh, wow. I've got to get up there once the weather and ice is, and all that stuff is melted and uh, it should be fine by now, I think, but it's, you know that it's also a little more dangerous. You don't want to take the risk necessarily because of all the COVID stuff and the emergency people and all that. So yeah, yeah, we'll completely see understand. That, but yeah. yeah, I know for me, I'm some of the plans that I have um, this month. I'm finishing up, just about finishing up my 366 uh, challenge, month challenge, or year mm -hmm. challenge, day challenge. I'll finish up all of them except for two. Uh, one will be in October, and the other one in August. When we're moving here to Tennessee, I forgot to get a couple caches on certain days when we were packing. Mm -hmm. uh, I was probably unloading a truck or loading a truck and kind of that all got kind of crazy. Uh, mm -hmm. So those there, um, let's see, I'm about 75 away from my thousand and I already have the cache picked out for that. There's one nice. here called uh, Ironside. It has high favorite point cache. Um, some other ones, I really, I want to go hit some more power trails. Mm -hmm. Um my wife, Jess, had set a goal that we were, we're going to try and do this. And, of course, this gives us a little bit more time now uh, for the actual um, event at um, in Seattle for the 20th anniversary. We wanted to have our 2020, 2020 cash, caches, and that would be the actual event. Nice. Hey, I got another year to get another 1,020 caches. So <laughs> uh, that'll be good. But we want to hit some power trails in this area. Do you have a lot of power some... trails in your area, though? We actually do. There's actually quite a few. Uh, there's... There's a in Jackson uh, here is which is about 
45 minutes to an hour away, there are a ton of uh, challenge caches and there's like a trail on those. Mm. Then there's some that are going from, there's one that starts just on a regular, it's a four lane road. And there's one on each side of the road about every two tenths of a mile. Cause it will be one on one side. Then you can, mm. when you're driving back the other way, you can hit the other one. Yeah, that's smart. So they got them back and uh, zigzagging all the way across. Yep. Then there's some going up to where, um, where we have another campus for my day job up in Clarksville. Uh, so then there's a power trail going that way. And usually when I'm the few times that I've gone that direction, I'm having to get up there for an event and shoot the event and get back. So I haven't been able to really get, spend time and hit the trail, but, um, Jess my, and the kids all want to go get some power trails once mm-hmm. this is all done and just kind of road trip doing it that mm-hmm. way. Well, so, if yeah. you ever come up to Southern Ontario, <laughs> there's tons of them there because there's all these rural roadsides. So like right. gravel, dirt roads, so easy, barely any traffic, and you can just pull off, and it's just boom, 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 everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I, I really want to get hit some of those. I'm usually not a numbers person, but I'm yeah. I'm ready to get some yeah, huge amount of Yeah, they're not spectacular. No. There's nothing spectacular with those. Those ones really are just about the numbers. <laughs> yeah, Unless- plus – yeah. Plus it also helps uh, give Jess a little bit more time to recover. Um, <laughs> for those, uh, she's actually having a total hip replacement later this month on. Um, so yeah, so it was, was kind of good. Some of these events got canceled because she was going to be going out. Um, so, but yeah, she's going to uh, have a, a replaced hip. So uh, those of that are praying, keep her in her thoughts. That's this later this month. So, um, but it's, it should be really, really good actually once it's done mm-hmm. so yeah and what uh neil just said numbers are to be done with a group of friends so it's just about to say it's like they, yeah. even if you're doing power trails and it's just about the numbers you can still have an amazing experience because you're with people you have fun doing it and you can build up memories just because of that being on the road with people yeah as long as everybody's in the same mindset you could go and do the et power trail is that's, that's what I was just thinking of that now. Like, when, thinking- when we did it in three days, it was 2,400 caches, and it was four of us. And if I, I always tell people, if you're going to do something like that, everybody has to be there on the same level, the same mindset, with the same amount of desire. Because if you're in a group of four people, you're in the desert, and you're you're doing basically sun up to sun down and longer, cache after cache after cache after cache. If one person is like, I'm done, I don't want to be here, I want to go. It's, it's, it's done. You're done. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But you have such amazing experiences. Yeah. And, and I was just thinking before you even said ET, I said, Hey, what if we could do a, cause I'm seeing everybody wants to do road trips. What if we did an ET road trip? <laughs> <laughs> that would, that would be all as vloggers and just be some of the funniest, uh, Oh, we could do like a huge series of whole, whole bunch of crossovers during that, during that time frame. <laughs> that'd be funny that would be tiring it would be very you yeah. probably wouldn't get through a tenth of the caches <laughs> well we do run and gun <laughs> <laughs> so um some events what are some of the okay so you mentioned your event in july uh, geobash what are some other events that you're looking forward to going to that are coming up um most likely still on would be the Lennox and Addington, the L and a mega, which is um, to uh, like three hours, I think from here. Uh, it's just, it's on the border. 
the Canadian border southeast Ontario along the St. Lawrence. Um, they uh, they do an annual mega event, so that one's coming up. And there's no border crossing for that, so okay. <laughs> if it's That's on, good. it should be good to go. Um, I know Cash Canada is going to be there as well, and uh, David Degas, David's Geocaching Adventures, and probably uh, Sim Rebel and a couple of, and and whatnot. So there'll, there'll be a bunch of vloggers there, um, and yeah, I, I don't think in 2020 there was much else that I had on the list on the to do list uh, that hasn't been canceled or postponed. Um, yeah, IB Geocaching, Pete just asked, is LNA still happening? We haven't heard anything yet, so as far as we know, I no reason to assume it's not. Yeah. Um, but always listening on to for news. Um, yeah. So I was looking at this other one. Uh, Neil Moore, if we were doing the ET as all the vloggers, we'd shoot like a, t a reality TV show. <laughs> I've had friends that worked on those. There's so much footage that's recorded on those that's never, ever used. Do it like a survivor, kick people yeah. out. Yeah, in fact, that's what I was thinking of. I had a friend that was a uh, a tape runner for Survivor, and he was having to bring the different tapes for their editing. And you know how, of course, in Survivor they're like starving, and they're and all this. The camera guys, they, the ca camera would pan off, and there's a camera guy sitting there to, eating a candy bar in front of these people. Yeah, I mean, it was just it's like it was just it was brutal watching some of the the edit stuff that they were doing to them as they're <laughs> out there. Um, so for me. Probably the first one coming up is going to be uh, September 6th, which is the Jackson County uh, Agritism Geo Trail kickoff. They've moved it to then. Uh, mm -hmm. So I'm going to be going out there, and there's going to, of course, be the GPS maze there as well. Mm -hmm. The following weekend is Mingo Madness. Are you going to make it back to Mingo? All depends on the border. If the border is open, I'm going. If I if there's not like a two week quarantine, <laughs> right, right. If there's like a two week quarantine. There's no point. But if I can go and freely travel in the U.S., then I'm definitely doing that road trip. And I've got a, a friend or two who are wanting to come along as well. And I've got huge targets, lots of plans for that. As long as it all works out. Okay, so that Mingo Madness that's September 12th. Um, then of course, if, going caching is going to be as October 3rd. So there's another one. So that's those, that's that, that month is going to be crazy. Uh, mm -hmm. But that's basically all the events that we're going to be doing uh, this summer. And so now I've had to push everything back to there. And then of course we are still planning to be in at HQ and geo Woodstock in 2021. Nice. That's August 21st and the 29th of August of 2021. So we're still, we're still planning on that because uh, my wife's family's from that side. Um, so yeah, Houston, Dave, can I do some more, uh, some adventure lab videos? I will, <laughs> sorry, uh, he was asked, um, uh, I will, um, once I can get out and do some, see some more adventure labs. Um, I know you got one. I'd love to come to do yours, Houston, Dave. Um, and then there's supposed to be a couple more coming up here in Memphis that I've heard about. Um, one's going to be on, uh, Martin Luther King, the last few days of Martin Luther King's life. So that I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, so I'll talk to the, and I know who the, uh, the owner of that one. So that would be a good one for once I get behind the cash to actually talk to him about the story of that one. Mm -hmm. So that'd be, mm -hmm. that'll be really cool. Um, and I'd be geocaching. He also, uh, just mentioned, you know, a good, uh, a good question about what's going to happen with any events that are coming up because, even even if everything is open, how many people are going to go? 
because there's still going to be people who don't want to potentially expose themselves to what might still be out there if there's still a question even though you're allowed to go is it still safe to go that's the question so would attendance be lower or maybe higher if an event is on and nobody's been to one for so long (laughs) it's a very good question i mean that's it's what are you comfortable with what is what's what are the rules i mean that's just the whole yeah it's it's really crazy because i've i've kind of thought about that too so because could this be going caching which is a mega what if it's not a mega this year because Mm -hmm. of this yeah what does that do i mean that's kind of there's some i mean i know uh, there's been kind of some leeways with some things that have happened. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know. That's, that's a really good question. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, the last event that, uh, that I was at before we got pretty much locked down on event size or group size was the uh, Hides of March event, which there's a video for the caches for that one. And um, the numbers of attend- attendees, will attends started to drop off the, a week, a week or two before, the event started to happen because nobody wanted to potentially be there. Um, and that was before the regulations about uh, group sizes in a building. So that event snuck in there just while it was still allowed to. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Houston, Dave. Yeah. If you want to shoot your venture lab, Hey, we, and we can maybe do like a video chat. We can talk about it. We could do that. That'd be a great content. Um, so yeah, if you want to do that, we can do, th- I can do that with you. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of different things. Evidently, I froze again. <laughs> I don't know. My my kids may be on my internet and they're <laughs> bogging it for me right now. Who knows? Um, but yeah, that that I would love to be able to get back out there and talking to cashers. That's what I really miss about this time, and that's that's what what I wanted my whole channel to be is really getting to talk to people and getting to hear those stories. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, and I'm so much about traveling. Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Well, that's what our that's what our our hobby is about is traveling and going to new interesting places, and then we can't do it. Mm-hmm. It is quite the dilemma. <laughs> but you know, it's well, it kind of goes back like at least around Ontario, Ontario was huge. So, I mean, there's certain regulations. We've got counties that are all mixed up and borders all over the place, and they might have different uh, different orders and health regulations in place. But generally speaking, we can still travel fairly distant and, and go caching. Um, but uh, getting the videos, I mean, that, like I said before, it kind of means that you want to have vloggable content. And so right now, for me, I've been trying to get out and get some caches a couple times a week or so, but I have traveled a little bit, but not really for vloggable content, just for right. getting caches and uh, keeping active and stuff. So, And that's same here. I mean, I've gone out and got a daily cache here and there. Um, I was working on a 90 day challenge. So, which that about killed me. I don't know how you guys have done more than, um, 90 days. That was brutal. Um, I about cashed out my, my local area on any of the, any of the fast caches. They're gone now. Um, but, um, so, all right, Dan, yeah, go ahead and send me an email. Yeah. Send us emails on ideas, what you guys want us to do or open for it. We're, that's cool. 
So I think, um, I, and I think, and I hope that maybe uh, people will come up with other ideas for live streams. Because I know um, uh, Ozzy Geocacher, Craig, Michelle, he uh, has been doing uh, trivia live streams, so trivia games, geocaching related. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've, I've got something in the works to have a live demo playthrough of the new and updated Cash Me If You Can game, okay. board game. Yeah, and uh, ran through a test run with that with uh, with some people, and it worked out well. So it's just a matter of getting the the equipment all set up to make it work well, and then that will be coming up. So that's kind of like a live chat hangout, but it's got a geocaching theme and something right. Something and I know cool. like Geocache Talk Network, Jesse and Gary, mm-hmm. they've been doing a lot of different stuff. They did the uh, one the their game. They, yeah. GC World, they did a, that game night. They've done um, several other different events. I mean, if you're a patron, you can get get into the book club. Uh, there's a whole bunch of different things that they have going on. And the um, Gadget ha- Talk, the Gadget, Gadget Talk podcast, Gadget is Talk a great on, one for now as well because it's all it is. indoors and learning. <laughs> yeah, that, and it's been really great. Bounce, bounce, and the guys have been doing a really great job on that. And a lot of those gadgets. I mean, I sit in the garage uh, with. Uh, Curtis and I will sit there and build it. And Mm -hmm. so I'm creating all these different gadgets and getting ready to get them out. Cause I went for my community event. I wanted to do 20 gadgets and 20 non-traditional caches and launch them at the event was my goal. Uh, this is kind of giving me the opportunity of making those gadgets. Um, so that's, and when that's a free gadget basically for me to make on those nights that we do it. So Mm -hmm. it's been a lot of fun. Um, but that's really good. Um, I know this Tuesday night at six o'clock, um, kind of, kind of give a little plug here real quick for the kids. Mm-hmm. We're going to try a live stream with the kids. I have no idea what's going to happen. Nano this could be, it, yeah, the nano kids are going to do a, a, a live stream. It could be an absolute train wreck. I don't know what it's going to be like. Cause I mean, <laughs> what do they, what they said in TV, there's two things that you can never predict are kids and animals. And so, but they're going to be doing. Uh, they're going to be reading the stories that were submitted to them uh, last month for their ch- their adventure challenge, and then they're going to the, the winner's going to be chosen from those that they read, and then they're also going to announce this month's uh, challenge, hmm. and that's going to be Tuesday, uh, six o'clock central on their channel. Uh, the Nano Kids will stream it through Streamyard right to the YouTube for them. Um, but that's going to be interesting. Uh, Curtis was really excited about it when I was kind of talking to him about it tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's going to be, be fun. Um, and then what's here? What else coming up? Uh, May 5th, uh, this Tuesday, they have a, there's a geocache. They're doing a geocache talk on Tuesdays. Um, next Sunday, hide an evil cat, evil hide. Ooh, <laughs> I found some of those recently. I don't like them. <laughs> Kids can be pretty evil. Yeah, well, not just kids, but just those evil nanos in the woods and those yeah. aspects. I, those are, I found some really weird nanos, and I'm not much on evil hides. Those are the ones that I kind of like. Ah, I don't like those. Um, <laughs> so there's a lot of different stuff coming up. Uh, the 17th, that show's still TBD. Hey, that's a great show. Many people do those TBD shows. Um, so a lot of different stuff that's coming up. So 
All right, Jeff, to kind of recap tonight, what would you say? Um, I would say the vloggers, we do have a dilemma, but we're making do with what we can do and hopefully, uh, hopefully continue to provide content that's inspiring and entertaining. And we love to hear from viewers, from yes. subscribers, from you guys, from the community, because that, that helps us know what's, what's doing well and what's not doing so well. <laughs> right. And, uh, yeah, because we, we we have the ability and the desire to put this stuff out for everybody. So the better we can do it, the better for everybody. <laughs> yeah, and I want to kind of piggyback on that as well. Yeah, we we love what we do, and what we want we need some ideas, especially at this time. What do you guys want to see? Is there anything of the game that you want to learn more about that we might be able to help mm -hmm. with? Um, I know I like kind of like doing the teaching and kind of the tutorial aspect of it so if there's something that you want to me to look at let's do that if um geocaching one-on-one tips or anything like that um send yeah, send the ideas our way and let's yeah. see what we can do i've kind of struggled with that a little bit as well like how much do you focus content towards beginners versus the more advanced stuff or things that might be a little too 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 far forward for new people how, right. how, and, and how do you incorporate um beginner information <laughs> in your content without if without being so obvious right like if your content is all advanced they might not care about the beginner information right but if you've got beginners who are really interested in this stuff they might need that information so that's right sometimes it's good to know what because i know right now i've seen a bunch of new cachers coming out mm -hmm. and that and that so it may be time to do some new geocaching one-on-one tips Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's that's just an idea out there. So maybe that's something that we can do. But uh, hey, Jeff. So if anybody wants to get in contact with you, what's the best way for them to get in contact with you? Uh, Instagram. I'm on Instagram as the Bruce Zero. There's also a uh, Cash the Line Instagram, but I just have that for presence. That forwards you over to the Bruce Zero. <laughs> okay. uh, Twitter, Cash the Line, um, and on Facebook, Cash the Line. <laughs> okay. And if you want to get hold of me, of course, Instagram, uh, YouTube, uh, Facebook, all of it is oh, forward slash. Oh, you're, yeah, you're on TikTok. <laughs> I'm not on TikTok. Yeah, uh, I haven't put anything out for a while, but yeah. Yeah, uh, but anything for me, forward slash behind the cash to get to me. Or if you want to email me, it's Derek, D-E-R-E-K, at behindthecash.com. So that's, or the Bruce at cashtheline.net. <laughs> okay. So those are the ways that you can get in contact with us. Uh, love to hear from you. Uh, just kind of let us know, check in with us and let us, we'd love to hear how you guys are doing and how you guys are coping. Um, so hopefully there is, looks like there's starting to become a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel here. Uh, this thing's starting to open up. Uh, but yeah, but just be careful when you guys go out there. Yeah. So, but have fun, be safe. So, all right. And I'm, and we're getting flat Jesse back up. So, mm -hmm. All right, so we're going to go ahead and close this out. And thanks again for watching us tonight. And uh, Gary and Jesse will be back uh, this Tuesday night for Tuesdays with Geocache Talk. So, yep. All right, guys, we'll talk to y'all later.
Folks, we hope you've enjoyed the show tonight as well as our new format. Please email us your comment at geocachetalk at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. The show can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Radio Public, or Spotify, as well as at the Geocache Talk website. Don't forget to click that subscribe button below and ring that bell notification so that you can see and hear the show on a weekly basis. And tell your friends about the show. Get them involved with us in the chat room. And until next week, don't just talk about geocaching. Go geocaching. And excellent only, adventuring. And excellent adventuring. And only if you're able to and you're safe to go caching. Yes. All right, guys. Good night. Later. 